and welcome back to Wildflower Women Season 3. It has been a few weeks since we um, started or since we stopped Season 2 and I I, I told you that I would be back in a couple of weeks and then I I had ordered a microphone to uh, help with the quality of the recording and it didn't come in when I thought it would, so I was gonna wait another week for it. And then I realized that it was the last week of March, so I should just wait till the first week of April. And so that is what I did, but yet I don't have my microphone still. So I am sorry, but I promise you I am working on uh, having much better quality sound than these um, Apple headphones that came with my iPhone about five or six phones back, I'm sure. So uh, it it is what it is right now. And I am going to jump in because I told you that we would probably be doing a series on Jeremiah. Um, And I will admit that I did not uh, spend the amount of time I needed to spend uh, getting that worked out. And, And I will be honest with you and tell you that I've just been kind of exhausted and overwhelmed. And that leads me to tonight's episode or today, wherever you are, whatever, whatever point you're listening to this. But I will go ahead and tell you that I recorded the entire episode. Um, It was probably about 25 or 30 minutes worth of material that I was recording. And I was flipping back and forth through um, tabs on my computer uh, you know, to read the verses that I wanted to read and um, my notes. And and I flipped back to the tab that was recording to see how much time I had left and realized that it had not been recording um, anything beyond the first five minutes. And I kind of felt a little bit defeated and... I thought, well, maybe Jesus just doesn't want me to say this tonight. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just not for tonight. Maybe I just need to stop. And then I got up, and um, all of a sudden, I thought, no. You know, I've put this podcast in God's hands, and I've asked Him to not let anybody hear anything that I say, if it's not for them. And then if at any point I say something that is not him and not the Holy Spirit, that it just would not show up, that he would just block it, that nothing but his word would go forth. And so I've asked him to do that with this podcast and with everything that I record. And so then I thought it was probably more likely that the enemy did not want you to hear this, what I what I have to speak tonight, um, because I needed it, and maybe the first time it was for me, um, and I needed to get it in me, and maybe this time it's for you, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you, and if you're hearing it right now, if you're hearing this then know that I have asked God to not let anything that I say be heard unless it is Him 
speaking to the hearer. So if you're hearing it, then it's for you. And I trust and believe that I've, I've put that in God's hands because I'm, I'm just walking in what I believe he has called me to do. And I know that sometimes we miss him. Sometimes we don't hear him correctly, but I'm, I stepped out in faith that this is what he was asking me to do. And I said, God, if it's not you, then I don't, I'm, I'm just, just don't let anybody hear it, but I'm not going to step back in fear that it's not you or fear that I'm not supposed to do it or fear that I heard you wrong and risk not speaking what you have anointed me to speak to someone who needs to hear it. And so here we are right now. I'm, I, I had to download a new browser because the previous browser said that I could only record five minutes. And now this one tells me I can only record 30 minutes. So right now I have five minutes down. So I have 25 minutes left to talk. So I've got to get through this because you guys know if you've listened to more than one of my podcasts that sometimes I get carried away. So here we are. I am talking to you tonight about being burdened and being exhausted. And the reason I'm doing this is because when I sat down today, this afternoon, I got home from work and I sat down to record what I thought I was going to record for you, but I just stopped and I was like, God, I just can't. I'm just so exhausted. I just, I don't have the energy to think and I just don't think I can do it. I don't, I don't know what to say and I don't have, I, I feel like I don't have the mental capacity to really give this what I need to give it. And and I, I just don't want to say the wrong thing, God. It's, you know, I just, I'm tired. And then I remember the verse in Matthew 11 that says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. And I thought to myself, all right, I bet this is what I'm supposed to talk about tonight. And so I started st- studying that verse, that little passage that's, um, in uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. And it says, come to me all who are weary and burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I am a definition girl. I've told you that before. I love to know what the words mean. And so I started researching those words. Come to me all who are weary. What does weary mean? Weary means feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. And I am weary. I am weary right now, guys. I am so tired. And I've been tired. Honestly, I feel like I've been tired for the last five or six years, but I am tired. Um, I have neck and back issues. And if I don't go to the chiropractor, like I'm supposed to. I just have trouble sleeping and I have, I am, I'm an insomniac anyway. Um, I have always had, I've always had trouble sleeping ever since I was a kid. I, it just takes me a really long time to fall asleep. And then I have, sometimes I go through periods and seasons of, of just not being able to stay asleep. So I just don't rest. I don't, and I'm, I'm just exhausted as a result of that. So I understand the word weary. And it says, come to me all who are weary and burdened or heavy laden. And so heavy laden means burdened by cares. And uh, those are the cares of life, burdened down by the cares of life. And we are women 
And if anybody can carry the cares of life, it is women. Women know how to carry the cares of life. We carry the burdens of our families, our friends, our jobs, uh, housework, our neighbors. We worry about this. We worry about that. We, we carry the burdens of life. Um, uh, and part of that is because that is how we were designed. We were designed to be um, the caretakers. Uh, but sometimes we, I don't, I don't think that we were designed to be burdened down by those things because otherwise the word of God, Jesus wouldn't have said, come to me, all you who are burdened. Um, because he wants to give us rest. And so then it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So a yoke, uh, I, I know what a yoke is, but looking up the, the the definition of it is it's a wooden bar that is laid across the neck of an animal to guide it as it works, to to hold it. You know, they yoke two uh, ox to, oxen together um, to keep them doing what they're supposed to do so that one doesn't go off on its own and one doesn't go one direction when it can be guided by the master. And that is the yoke. All right. So in this, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember everything that I said, but then I'm also uh, trying to just say whatever I'm supposed to say so that you get the message that God wants you to hear. Um, but this, the yoke, when you, when you hear this, you don't think about wanting to take the yoke of anything, you know, um, Jesus said that he came to make us free, that we are free in him. Who, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. So we are free. So to imagine being, having a yoke placed on us, it kind of contradicts that uh, imagery of being free. Um, but I want to talk about this yoke because the, the Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The yoke of Jesus is light. He is gentle. He is humble. He is there to give us rest. And so I thought about that. And then all of a sudden I remembered the verse in Matthew um, 16 to 24 that says, take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. That that imagery of taking up the cross of Christ. So is in, and I was kind of throwing those around and, and trying to, okay, is this the yoke? Is, is the cross the yoke. And, and then I thought about, uh, just a few days ago, my husband and I were watching this little cartoon about, um, uh, the, about Jesus going to the cross. And it was, it was from the view of the man, the, the, uh, the man on the cross that said, Hey, you know, Jesus, remember me when you, when you enter paradise and, or when you enter into your kingdom. And so it was from his point of view, but it was in, in the, uh, in the story. And, and it was, had Jesus walking to the cross, carrying, I mean, walking to Golgotha and carrying his cross. And in the moment, whenever the guards, uh, pulled, um, I believe it was Simeon, I think is what his name was. They, they pulled him from the crowd and, and they, they made him carry the cross for Jesus because Jesus couldn't carry it anymore. And, and I told my husband as we were watching that, I said, Oh, wow. You know, can you just imagine what it must have been like? What an honor that was for him to carry 
Jesus's cross, to carry his cross, to carry the cross that Jesus was going to give his life on for the salvation of the world. Can you imagine what type of legacy, like to know that your very purpose in life was to be standing at this point, in this moment, at this exact point in time, to be called out, to be chosen, to carry the cross of Jesus. What an honor that must have been. And I couldn't imagine how it, how amazing that was for that honor. And then this verse, I realized that I have that honor. That Jesus has told us to take up our cross, to walk, that to sacrifice our lives, to, to give our life. That, that verse says that, that he who seeks to save his life will lose it, but he who seeks to give his life, to lose his life, will gain it in him because Jesus is life. And when we take up our cross, could it be that that is the yoke that's easy? Could those things work together? And and I, I want to say this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw out some type of theology. It just is just me. And and I wrote this down. You know, this is what I was writing down as I was thinking about this. And I said, so what does it mean? How do we take His yoke upon us? I don't really know, but I do know that the very next verse, chapter eleven, verse thirty, says, "For my yoke is easy, my burden is light." But chapter twelve, verse one says that at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pick the heads of the grain to eat them. When the Pharisees saw them, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. And then a few verses later, Jesus said, have you, have you not read that in the law on the Sabbath, the priests are in the temple and they break the Sabbath, but yet they're innocent. But I tell you, Something greater than the temple is here. For this, and then a few verses later, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And so I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, Jesus went from telling us or telling the disciples to cast their cares on Him because His and to take His yoke because it is His burden is light, and and He will give you rest. And to He went from saying that to. Im- I don't know how much time between chapter 11, verse 30 and chapter 12, verse one, but it's the very next thing. And it says, and at that time, so it has to be close, you know, it has to be the next thing that happened. And he went from saying, take my yoke upon you and I will give you rest to meeting the practical needs of the disciples, despite the law saying that it was wrong. Now, I'm not a scholar. I don't claim to be a Bible scholar, but this just makes sense to me. That his yoke is not rules and legalities and regulations of what we cannot do and what we have to do. But his yoke understands our humanness and his love for us meets our needs. He has the answers for our weariness. He has the peace for our storm. He holds the key to rest when our hearts are overwhelmed. And we are, when we are more focused on taking his yoke, when we are more focused on the cr- taking up our cross daily, we are more focused on s- giving our lives to gain life through Him. We have less time to be overwhelmed by the things of this world. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to pay bills. But those things are not our calling. 
Your job is not your calling. Your job is the vehicle that God is using to get you into the place to reach the people. Our calling is to reach the lost. Jesus said that he didn't come to 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 seek and to save those that that are found. Um, he came to seek and to save those that were lost. We were once lost. We were once the one that wandered away from the 99 and he sought us out to save us. And now that we are in the fold, we are in the 99, our job and our calling is to take the gospel to the world. That is the yoke. His yoke. His yoke is easy. And I will tell you this, that no matter what my day has been like, no matter how hard it's been, no matter how overwhelmed I've been by the cares of life, no matter what, if I can just get a few minutes focused on Him, His presence breathes fresh breath into my lungs. His burden is light. His burden is life or death, heaven or hell. His burden is the lost. But he is so good that when we focus on him, we submit to his leading, when we take his yoke and we allow him to guide us, when we allow him to be our guide and we follow where he leads, the job is easy. The job is easy because he is so good. He is so good. And when we are so, when we real, when we just remember how good he is, it's easy to tell the lost. It's easy to carry his burden. But he, but he, he is such a good God that he, he gives rest. His, 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 his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he said, come to me. I'm not going to drive you like a slave driver. I'm not going to push you until you faint. Because in the next verse, chapter 12, verse 1, he fed his hungry disciples. He renews us and restores us because he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And in my mind, I just thought, Jesus is our Sabbath. Jesus is our rest. The Bible tells us to honor the Sabbath and to keep it holy, a day of rest. And, you know, throughout the, throughout the, the Bible, um, and there, there, it talks about resting and Jesus went away to rest. And Jesus told his disciples to sleep now because there will become a time when you can. And, you know, the rest is so important. But Jesus is our Sabbath. And, and when we are in him, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So it is rest. He is our rest. So when we get in him, it's not a matter of, 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 self-care or decompressing for the day. I've said, I've talked about this before, but it's not a matter of what we can do for ourselves. It's a matter of getting in his presence because his presence is the ultimate self-care. And I want to, I want, I have, like I said, I only have 30 minutes. So I've got, I've got 11 and a half minutes. So I don't want to miss this, but I want you to think about the yoke of the slave driver, the yoke of the evil master. The evil master 
it doesn't care how tired you are. The evil master doesn't care how um, how worn out you are. It doesn't care uh, if if the burden is heavy. It demands. If you think about the in the in the Israelites uh, um, being a, being slaves to the Egyptians, they they did just worked them and worked them and worked them and and just demanded that they work far beyond their capabilities and and their. Uh, their, their human ability, like they were slave drivers, you know, and it was just awful. And I think about the yoke, that type of yoke being the yoke of Satan, the, the yoke of the enemy. Um, Romans 6, 16 says, do you not know that whom you present yourselves as slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether it is sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. So if we are, if we are not obeying, if we are not taking on the yoke of Christ, the yoke of Jesus, the, that, that light yoke, easy yoke that will guide us in the path of life, then we are carrying the co- the, the yoke of the enemy that is leading us to destruction, uh, that is, is burning us, burning us, burdening us down. In 1 Peter 5, 7 through 11, it says, casting all your care on him for he cares for you. Cast all your cares, that, that, that goes, that connects so, so easily with that, um, all come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion, roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace who has called you To his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Whom you resist steadfast in the faith, resist the enemy, because he is looking for someone who is burdened down with cares. Cast your cares on God, because when you don't, when you carry the cares of life, when you carry the burden of life, when you take, when you, when you uh, take up the cross of the world, when you take on the yoke of the world, when you, when you. Allow the enemy to burden you down with the demands of life, the, the burdens of life. When you carry that, you make yourself um, as prey to the enemy because he is walking around looking for someone that he can devour with the afflictions of life. It says, resist the enemy steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions the same things that we go through, the things that we have to do, the bills that have to be paid, the jobs that we have to work, the dishes that have to be washed, the clothes that have to be washed, the laundry that has to be put away, the pets that have to be walked, the pets that have to be fed, uh, the, you know, ever, the husband that has to be attended to, the children, all of those things. The, the people in the world, they're doing, they got those same, they got the same deal going on. But we resist the enemy steadfast in the faith because we don't succumb to those cares. We don't allow those cares to weigh us down. We cast them on Jesus. We cast them on us, on him because he cares for us. And the God of all grace who has called us into eternal life, after we suffered a while, he will, he is making us perfect. He is establishing us. He is strengthening us. He is settling us. He is allowed, he is taking our, the, our, the burdens of our life and he is, we're casting our cares on him. We are coming to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Jesus is your Sabbath. Jesus is your Sabbath. 
And I will tell you, I will be honest with you. And I wish that I wish that my honesty was that every single time I am burdened and overwhelmed by life, that I just come home and and turn on some worship music and sit in the presence of God because that is where my burdens are lifted. I wish that that was honest. But honest is actually that the enemy tells me, you know what, just you're you're too tired. You're too tired and if you, you know, Jesus understands that you're tired, just turn on Food Network. You know, Food Network always just makes you relax. Just crawl in the bed. You need sleep, Megan. That's what you need. You need sleep. You just need to rest. You just need to not think. And, and, and you know, more often than not, I crawl in the bed and turn on the Food Network when I'm that tired, when I'm exhausted, when I'm burdened by the cares of life. But the thing about the enemy is that he doesn't want me to just not get in the presence of God. He wants to devour me. He wants to heap condemnation on me. So what what comes after I crawl into the bed and I turn on Food Network is you're you know you're you're really not a Proverbs thirty one woman. You really don't, you know, you've got dishes to wash. And if you were really a good wife, you would make sure that everything was spotless in the house before your husband got home. You're not really a good wife. You're not really a a good person because, I mean, you would, you would send that text message right now that you're thinking about your friend and you would, you would stop and pray for your friend. You, you would just spend time with God if you really loved him. But but you're tired and, and it's it's just this battle within. So I never actually rest because I'm I'm overwhelmed with feeling condemnation. And I don't rest because the truth is Jesus is my Sabbath. Jesus is my rest. When I get in his presence, when I take his yoke on me. And I take up his burden. It is light. And he attends to my physical need. He attends to the the storm raging inside of me. He attends to my mental, physical, emotional, and practical needs. Because he is always the answer. And that is what I want to say to you tonight. If you are overwhelmed, if you are burdened, if you are carrying the cares of life like I have been the last few weeks, cast them on your father. Cast them on the lover of your soul because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Get in his presence. When the enemy tells you that that requires too much mental focus, to get in the presence of God, the presence of God is the easiest place to be. Turn off the TV. Sit down in his presence. Focus on him. Focus on his purpose. Take up the cross 
of his burden and let him feed you. Let him feed your needs right now. Jesus is your Sabbath. Jesus is your rest. I just love, I love that. And, and I, I, I'm, I've got two minutes left before it stops recording. And I hope that, well, I know that if you're listening to it, that Jesus said what he needed to say to you, the Holy Spirit spoke to you. And, and I'm, I, I've got to, I've got to stop worrying that I missed something or that I went too fast because I, I've got to stop doing that. I got to trust him. Um, but I, I thank you for coming on this journey with me. And I have no idea what the rest of this season holds. I have no idea what next week is, but I know that we will find it in Jesus. He will lead us and he will speak to us and he will guide us where he wants us to go. So thank you. I am excited for what's ahead. And if you have not heard it today, you are loved. You have a purpose. You are beautiful. You are designed by the ultimate master designer. You are loved. God bless you.